0: And welcome back to Tailgate Talks, powered by the Nation. We took another, you know, week off as the sports news has been slow lately. But tonight we're gonna find our inner Lonnie Walker, Dustin. Right? You know, we're gonna get right back into it and just take over uh, the podcast as we're we know how take to do the it.
1: First three quarters off, and then start the podcast like in the fourth.
0: No, no we're, just, we're just coming right off the bench. <laughs> Don't got to get ready if you stay yep, ready. That's yep. how we are here at Tell Kate Talks. Uh, tonight, it's episode 183. Uh, we are recording here on a Tuesday night, uh, May 9th. Um, we've got some Texas Tech basketball to discuss. While the news has been light there, there's still a few things to discuss on the basketball court. Uh, the NFL draft has happened since last time we spoke to you guys, so we'll kind of recap some of the stuff that happened there. Uh, basically, it was just Tyree Wilson, uh, but some other Red Raiders have signed some undrafted uh, contracts with teams, and then we have some baseball to discuss tonight. But before we get into all of that, make sure you are following the tailgate. Follow us on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate, and if you like what you're listening to on Apple, you can always leave us a review there. Uh, also give our social media accounts a follow. You can follow us on Twitter at telgate underscore talks, where apparently we're the only people who think it's a bad idea to throw our coaches onto cranes. And we're just uh, nominating everybody. Every coach should go on a crane. Um, what kind of world we live in where we're the crazy ones for that. I don't know, uh, but go ahead. Give us a follow there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel. I uh, haven't been really posting too much uh, to that as you know, the news has been slow, so uh, once you know football season gets a little bit closer, we'll, we'll get back to posting more videos there for you guys. But go ahead and give that YouTube channel a follow. And lastly, if you have anything to add to the tailgate, any questions, comments, anything you want to discuss on the tailgate, uh, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode
1: we're gonna start this thing off right. Rainer! Rainer!
0: Man, I've been waiting all my life to do something. Well, Dustin, we are back. How you doing after, you know, a two-week uh, kind of, you know, another hiatus from the show, a week off, a week on?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot better than when we came back from Vegas and tried to do this. So i yeah. much well-rested, ready to go. Wish there was more to talk about, but that's okay.
0: Yeah, the news has been very slow. Not a whole lot to talk about. That's one of the main reasons as we've been kind of slowing down, getting episodes out each week. Is there's just really not a whole lot to discuss on the Texas Tech front, um, and so uh, you know we're just kind of taking what news we get by, you know, and, and seeing what we can do with it. Another week of slow news, but it has been a week off, so we'll get into it as of now. Texas Tech is still without. Uh, that final assistant coach but we know why now Dustin you've heard a loophole there's a loophole that I was not aware of that I think a lot of people were not aware of that if you don't have a full staff you can get more visits now I don't know everything about this rule but uh, coach McCaslin and his staff taking advantage of those extra visits I know it goes back to like coach Adams and his staff using visits and stuff I think all of that you know, accounts despite the new coaching staff. And if you have a full staff, you're limited on those visits. And so um, that's kind of why this assistant coach has been named. But we have heard um, that Ben McCollum is set to be named to that position. Now, when that comes across, we do not know. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? the staff kind of taking advantage of that loophole, how it makes you feel knowing that there's a reason behind not naming him. And then the ultimate fact that it most likely will be Ben McCollum uh, as the lead assistant.
1: So, yeah, once you enlighten me to this loophole, I was glad that our coach is using that. I mean, it makes sense. If you have less staff, you get more visits because you don't have the staff to accommodate your regular number of visits. So you kind of even it out. With more visits, you know, less people, more visits. Yep. And, so,
0: and you got a lot of, you know, a lot of spots you got to fill. So you need those visits. Yeah, <laughs>
1: And I mean, and with the portal, like so many guys in the portal, like. Yeah. gives you a chance to fill more of them out, more of them to fill you out, make sure it works. So I like that we're, we're loopholing this really well. NCAA usually doesn't give you loopholes, you know? So yeah. suck it NCAA. Um. And if we know it's been McCollum thing, he's already in the bag. Like that's great. Yeah. Like if that doesn't work out and we're still jacking around, and or he ditches on us, like then it's a different story. But if he's in the bag and we already talked about him and his uh, success at Northwestern Missouri State, I think I nailed that. Yeah,
0: it's a mouthful. <laughs> I
1: had to think which <laughs> directions I wanted to go first.
0: Literally, the double directions. <laughs> cool
1: multi-directional state school, but he's had great success, great offense, younger guy too. Um, And that level was also very complimentary to like how the D1 transfer portal and rosters are rotating so much now. I think you have a lot of good guys there. So if that is good and he's in the bag, I support all of it a lot. So great job sticking it to the NCAA.
0: Yeah, anytime you get to stick it to the NCAA, I'm for it. Uh, Anytime you have some sort of advantage that you can, you know, take um, for it. And so I'm glad that the coaching staff was smart about that. You've got a lot of roster spots to fill. So you need to take advantage of whatever uh, you can get. And then I'm I'm big on Ben McCollum. I think he's definitely uh, a guy that I'm very interested to see how his offense translates to – uh, to the big-time basketball, you know, to D1 basketball, to Power 5 basketball, to the best conference in all of college basketball. How does that translate? And I'm just anxious to see a coach who's maybe allowed to actually run his offense. Now, that's the key part here. Is McCaslin going to, like, let him do his thing, or is it kind of going to be what we've seen in the past and, and not really get that offense? I think it's going to be the McCollum show on offense, and it's going to be the McCaslin show on defense and they're just going to kind of mesh these sides. And and I think that's really something to be excited for. If you've seen any clips of his offense, I mean, yeah. we've talked about it a little bit I, before, but the spacing it's, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I hope that McCasland is, and we've talked about this with our previous two coaches, but you know, mature enough and smart enough to sit down with McCollum and they figure out how both of them work best. You yeah. know, our previous coach, Adams, didn't let the offensive guy do anything. I and mean, Beard was kind of, just let's not shoot it ever.
0: <laughs> Never really had an offensive guy. We were <laughs> let's just not shoot it ever and try to, just make to
1: not score more, more than we did. Like, I don't even know. But hopefully they can sit Shut down figure it out. And then also like something we wanted from last year, it's like both of them make adjustments. Like you just mentioned, like going from – D2 and being successful to the best conference in the country, not even just another D1 or lower level D1, like yeah. Power 5, D1, D-best. I mean, you got national championships the last, what, four years in this conference, going back to when we were there, like appearances, like it's, except for last year, yes, but great, great, great teams. So I hope they can figure it out and mesh together and work together.
0: Yeah, that's that's the key. And I think they will I think these are both young coaches who are creative and and and, and can work yeah. and want to be good at basketball and want to win and that's the key is like these guys want to win uh, they want to put the best product on the court that they can and so I, I you know that's ultimately what I expect um, but you know as of this recording Ben McCollum has not announced by the time we put this out uh, the, who knows the news might have dropped um, but that's just kind of what we are hearing now again could be wrong but we trust the source we trust the people yep. uh who have given us this information and so uh it, it's also been one of those things that's been long talked about pretty much ever since mccaslin was hired yeah um so i don't think it's breaking news or anything uh on that front either um as for roster additions uh the portal is moving slow for the red raiders uh right now uh you haven't had any new additions to the portal so there's uh nobody else uh, that has come across yet yeah. and the portal date i think may 11th is what we've talked about so that yeah. is just a couple of days away um so by, by the time you're listening to it the portal will have closed um players staying uh so far it seems like you're going to have some some of the guys that we haven't really confirmed or not but seems like um Demarion Williams is going to be here seems like Kerwin Walton's going to be here seems like Lamar Washington is end up going to stay um you know that it's just kind of weird how that was blown over and he's just uh and he just stayed uh, quiet um, after it just stayed quiet <laughs> like, after he's like you he, know i haven't and then yeah. just left the room <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. all right thanks. yeah probably <laughs> probably tweeted it from his locker room at the womble and then he's yeah. like uh what's going on um but there have been so that's kind of
1: front you mentioned there have been pictures of him practicing with the other guys in the womble yes. with McCassum there.
0: Yes. So, we That's have proof good. that awesome. he has been in a Red Raider practice jersey. So, that, I, I feel pretty confident in that we're not going to see him depart in these yeah. last couple of days. Um, any kind of thoughts on those guys staying and sticking around? I know a couple of them we didn't really get to see a whole lot of last year. And by that, I mean really Kerwin and and Damarian, who didn't really get their chance to shine. But kind of thoughts on these guys?
1: I mean, I like who we who we kept. which wish there would have been a couple more that we've talked about, but um i think the guys you kept kind of like with pop like leading the way like they want to be here like yeah the couple big name guys that left just didn't want to be here i mean i know <clears throat> we'll talk about him in a minute but like when tyson left a couple weeks ago and i've seen a couple things lately like i wish tech would have given him a chance and it's like well they did he was here for like two weeks and yeah, talk to the like he's with the coaching and coaches like he he didn't give them a chance. I don't think like so it wasn't gonna work. So like I'd rather it not be forced and you know you want to be here. So that's what that's all I care about. Um, Morgan played some decent minutes when he had that run, you know, in February, um, but him and Kerwin are kind of stuck here. I mean, they have to like file yeah. for you know, grievance or whatever you call it with NCAA to get another – to be able to play immediately. So, like, I don't blame them for, like, staying whether they want to or not just to, like, finish up their career. Um, So, bring it on. we got a couple more spots, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, they seem like ideal guys for the kind of defense and offense that you're wanting to run. Um, You know, they're both guys who had pretty good three-point shooting percentages before they got on campus. Um, didn't have a whole lot of opportunities. You know, we we saw what it looked like when Kerwin's hitting threes; like it looked pretty good. But then we also saw what it's like when he wasn't hitting threes. Um, and and defensively, you know, he was kind of a liability.
1: Maybe, maybe now with this coaching staff, and if we get Ben McCollum, like, yeah, Ben will let Kerwin shoot the ball. (laughs) I think that was in his head of like, oh, I can't shoot the ball because if I miss my first shot, I'm gonna get benched immediately.
0: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of power to that, that some of those comments made about coach Adams is that these guys, and I think Elijah Fisher pointed out is like, guys are scared to miss because they knew if they like missed a shot or coaches are yelling at them, not to shoot. um, That has an effect on players. If a coach who like empowers his guys to take advantage of the things that they're good at, uh, you know, that gives a player a whole new confidence. And so um, it'll be interesting to see these guys from year one to year two, especially with new coaches and kind of see how they're, uh, how they develop in this year, and then how they're used, um, especially if if McCollum's the guy I like I would like to see how he can take advantage of Kerwin yeah, and his ability to totally. when he gets hot, how he can take advantage of that. So, um, interested to see what these guys have to offer in these coming years. Guys who are uh, were out and now confirmed not going not going to be back in the and Red Raiders KJ's. uniform. We knew KJ Allen wasn't going to come back, but he has committed to Portland State. Uh, so kind of going back to – Mid-major,
1: uh, yeah, that's a good Yeah, mid-major,
0: West Coast, kind of where he's from. I feel like that's a good fit for him, a smaller yeah. school. I think he'll be able to get a lot of run at Portland State. Uh, So good for him. Elijah Fisher uh, committing to DePaul kind of came out of nowhere. But we did talk about Big East schools, Dustin, and, and DePaul Falls. We did not that. listen to now. It's, it's like so the, is the like one school I probably calls. didn't – <laughs> I went through and listed so many biggie schools, and I did not mention DePaul, and that's the one he goes to. Your thoughts on uh, Elijah Fisher going to DePaul is uh, Dustin staying on Eli- uh, Elijah Fisher Island over there in Chicago.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of weird, I feel like. Yeah. But I I do think he needed to go, like we talked, like north northeast area. You know, he's from that Toronto-ish area, I think. So, like, yeah. getting back up towards that area, maybe he's, you know, more of a city kind of guy. He talked about how he didn't like Lubbock. That's fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Needed a bigger city or something like that, that pace, I guess. Somewhere
0: with more than just steak and shrimp, you know. That you pace in his life. Offer. So,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think it's good for him to, like, go down to a school like DePaul. Not yeah, he could be the DePaul, guy like, at DePaul. They're not. Yeah. They're not even in the top half of the Big East. Like I mean, the yeah. Big East is probably like the fourth or fifth best basketball yeah, conference in the country.
0: There's a reason they weren't on the list of schools that we named <laughs> so when we like, were naming. I think Big it's East good schools.
1: for him to go step down and maybe be more of a guy and get more playing time. Yeah, and like learn that way, and then in two years you'll probably see him back in the portal to bump back up.
0: Yeah, I think it's a it'll be a good school for him to go to to actually get some minutes. Um, You know, you learn when you're on the court, you learn when you're making mistakes, you learn when you're doing right, things yeah. like that. And that'll give him the chance to do that. And it's ultimately not at another Big 12 school. And it's at a school that, you know, we won't really have to worry about, but we can be able to watch kind of from afar and just kind of see what he's doing and how he's doing there. And, you know, we've seen some of these guys kind of go to lower tier schools and have success from it. Yeah. Um, you know, Vlad Golden goes right. to FAU and makes a final four run and is an impactful player on that team. Um, and so you've seen that before. There's some success to that. So um, we, you know, I have no ill will towards Elijah Fisher. I kind of wish nothing but yeah. the best for him. And so I'll be rooting him on at DePaul. Uh, next up in guys who is not coming back is Jalen Tyson. It's one we kind of figured uh, once he hit the portal that he probably wasn't going to return. Uh, but he announced his commitment to uh, Cal yeah. following Fardaz and Meek over there to the Golden Bears, uh, the California Red Raiders. Um, they're trying to <laughs> make up last year's team uh, with our guys, I strategy. guess. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, which was kind of like a under-the-radar school that really you – know, a lot of people were talking about Kansas and some other schools, but mm-hmm. all we knew about Cal was that he took a visit out there because Fardaz posted yeah. the picture. Like a secret that book. ends up being enough. Um, what do you think about Tyson going to Cal?
1: Yeah, took a like secret visit, like you just mentioned. And yeah, Fardal's already went out there, but Fardal's had a reason and a link, like his former yeah, Utah his Valley former coach, coach yeah. is there. So, like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. The West West Coast guy linking was with his old coach. All right, sure. Now I'm like, all right, what's Cal's new NIL budget? Because that's all this screams is. Yeah. NIL.
0: And they're building a new, they're, uh, Rothstein tweeted out that they're building a brand new, like $80 million basketball facility. So it seems like somebody's trying to make sure they don't suck anymore.
1: <laughs> I guess. Cause, yeah, they're bringing in these guys and now they got their own version of the Womble going up. But, like, again, I'm just glad he didn't go to a Big 12 school. Like Kansas was trying yeah. to scoop him up. That would have been a Kevin McCullough situation all over again. Um, so, weird NIL red flag deal to me, but glad he's not in, in the conference anymore.
0: Yeah, ultimately, uh, again, I have no ill will to Jalen. Um, I'm not super going to be rooting for him. I, yeah, you know, Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm on that no. same page. Um, you know, and it's not anything to do with him as a person. Don't know him as a person, just, um, you know, a guy who transfers in and then transfers out in a year, just kind of like, all right. And you saw the potential we've already talked about, you know, all of that stuff, but you know, Cal is as good a place to, for him to go pac 12 is going to be irrelevant. Cal is going to probably be irrelevant. Yeah. Um, and it's not in conference. It's not to Kansas. We don't have to deal with that. So that's kind of been my favorite part about all this is you've lost guys, but you haven't really lost anybody to a school that you know in inside the conference and so that kind of feels feels good to know these guys are going to other places you're not going to have to compete against them um, to win a conference championship so um, that's the last of the guys that we know who are uh, confirmed out as for guys coming in we don't have any new additions as of now to discuss Um, what we do know is that we had a important transfer target visit Lubbock this past weekend. Warren Washington, a uh, big out of Arizona State, was in Lubbock. Uh, What we've heard on this front is that it's kind of down to us and TCU. Uh, He had one more visit scheduled that he has canceled, um, and so it looks like it's coming down to NIL, possibly between the two schools. Kind of seems like TCU might be fronting a bigger bill to try to get him Um, but that's, um, one of the prospects we have. And then there's San Diego state transfer Keshad Johnson, who was on the team that made it to the national championship and had pretty good game in the national championship. He's a highly sought after, uh, big in the portal. Um, he was supposed to come this week from what I've heard is now he's going to Kentucky to visit. I don't know if he's going to make a Lubbock visit. Um, which doesn't sound good on that front if he's canceling a visit here to go to Kentucky. But uh, those are two targets that we've like heard that we're trying to get visits in with us and any thoughts on either of the two guys.
1: Yeah, we really need a big, so (laughs) either of them would be great. Warren cutting his list to two already is good. But Then, you know, seeing the TCUs on the other side of the table is nervous, nerve wracking, I guess. So, we did hear it from somebody that he was at the baseball game, and he is very large. So yes, it's good to get first hand reports that big men are big.
0: So yeah, that's about all. Hopefully I he know. plays big.
1: Hopefully he likes to be big. You know, we had yeah. some players last year that didn't like to be big when they were seven foot tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it makes me nervous right now looking at our roster. I will say well, that yeah. you know you don't have any big guys if RJ. uh Jennings is your especially biggest, especially
1: when Hunter Dickinson commits to Kansas. Yeah, and he's the best big in the portal, and one of the best in the country. at seven one and super skilled, and you don't have much to match up with that.
0: Yep. So <laughs> you know, to me, I think you really have to land Washington. I, you know, I think he's the biggest possible gate that you can have right now now there's still other guys out there in the portal there's a north dakota state big that you're kind of interested in there's still going to be guys hitting the portal over the next you know two days until the portal closes or whenever that actual date is i'm pretty sure you said may 11th last time we were talking and so um so you have some time here but you have really got to start landing these spots you really got to start getting some big guys filling this roster yeah um, and I know like we as fans, we got to be patient. Uh, you know, when you think back on that, you know, first Mark Adams year, Bryson Williams and Kevin O'Banner didn't commit until the summer. And so there's still plenty of time. Um, and I think the news being so slow uh, has made us impatient and you're, you're yearning oh, for yeah, some basketball course. news and it makes it very hard um but at this point like you definitely need to be able to get some size and so if you're able to close on at least one of these guys that's a big win for you um and so that's kind of where i'm at right now it's just from what i'm seeing that just the big guys in the portal there's just not a whole lot of them and at the end of the day you don't want to get the scraps you know you want to get
1: not quite so let's hope for let's hope for good things people
0: Let's hope for good things, positive vibes only. Put the positive thoughts out in the air. Uh, Let's go get Warren Washington and Kashaw Johnson. You know, let's get them both. Um, (laughs) Why not? You know, we want to be competitive. We don't want to falter in the Big 12. You need bigs to be able to do that to compete with the likes of Hunter Dickinson and other bigs throughout the Big 12. Um, Any other basketball-related things you want to discuss? Any other bits anywhere? Where's your head out just kind of right now on this team and and Coach McCaslin and everything?
1: I mean, I'm anxious for more roster movement. But, I mean, like we kind of mentioned to start this, like we're one staff guy short on purpose, so that's going to make things take longer. So you got to be a little patient um besides that it's kind of just sit and be patient i know that kind of sucks but with so many unknowns with new coach half a new roster like there's not much we can do about it you know so just sit and be patient and hope for the best
0: yeah that's i think that's what everybody has to preach right now is you got to be patient you got to trust mccaslin you got to trust what he's doing and trust that he's getting the right guys and um you know the The landscape of college basketball has changed significantly uh, with NIL and stuff like that. And so sometimes you're going to lose out to guys because another school is going to offer more money. Um, But you just got to trust that he's going to get the right guys that aren't in it for the money that are in it to get better at play basketball uh, and and win some games. And so that's all you got to do right now. That's all you can do. Uh, Basketball doesn't get started till November. So all you can do right now is just trust the process. Uh, wait for them to land the right players and then just kind of trust this as it moves forward. And so that's kind of what we're stuck doing right now. Um, That's all we've got for you guys on the basketball front this week, as always, we'll, you know, stay tuned to, you know, listen to whatever announcements are made. Once that assistant coach has been officially named Um, we'll discuss that further. And then as players get announced, but right now be patient don't get upset because McCaslin doesn't tweet, you know, just, just like, try, try to, try to, <laughs> try to lay off. Don't be so anxious. Yeah, it's all right. Exactly. We're going to be okay. Okay. We're going to be okay. Big 12 is a good conference. People are going to want to come play here. They know what the uh, fan, uh, fans are like. They know what that environment's like. People are going to want to come here. Uh, just got to to be patient. But somebody who didn't have to be patient was our guy, Tyree Wilson on draft night. <laughs>
1: Somebody turn on some damn
0: well, Dustin, so we checked out my local, you know, eatery, drinking bar. Teddy Jacks um, had to walk that. over from my apartment, you know, to go uh, set up at the bar there to watch the NFL draft and watch Texas Tech Red Raider Tyree Wilson get drafted. Uh, he went number seven overall to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, once a Red Raider, staying a Raider. Uh, even his high school mascot was a Raider. So nice. maybe it was just meant to be yeah. in the stars. We should have seen Wilson that coming, was meant- I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. If I would have known that, then I would have put all my money on him going to the Raiders. You and me both thought the Detroit Lions uh, at six was kind of where he was looking to go. Lions traded out of it. Um, and then we were just kind of like, hmm, I don't know where he's going to go after this. And then the Raiders take him at number seven. So your thoughts on Tyree Wilson getting drafted to the Raiders, him going number seven overall, and just kind of what all that means for not only Tyree, but Tex Tech.
1: Great for Tyree. Like, congratulations. We knew he was a top ten guy. We didn't yeah. know where it would shake out for him. And we were just kind of bummed that it was the Raiders and not yeah. a better – Current team or better organization because they're neither of those right now.
0: And he has to chase around Patrick Mahomes two times a year. Like, when you think about it that one, way, you know, it's like, all fire. right, the
1: Raiders yeah. need a guy like Tyree Wilson to go sack Patrick yeah. Mahomes and give him problems, and he's good at that.
0: And Justin Herbert so, and Russell Wilson. you look
1: at it that way, yep. They needed a defensive end to sack all these really good quarterbacks in, the conference, in their division. But, yeah, we were just hoping, like – the, the Lions would have been a better spot for him. You know, other side of Aiden Hutchinson. Actually a good team right now. With, and yeah. a good coaching. out with Dan Campbell right now. Um, there was somebody else around that draft point, too, that we were like, oh, maybe the, the Seahawks.
0: Maybe yeah, Seahawks. Went in a different uh, direction like five, also. So like, they like <sighs> cornerback or safety or something like that. Yeah,
1: so, like, congrats. So like, we just wish it was a better team and organization. Because <laughs> really, like,
0: the Raiders haven't done
1: crap in the last – 20 years. So I hope he can help, help fix that and have a good career.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean he's going to be a Raider for the rest of his <laughs> life, but you know, you hope that he goes out has a good rookie year, has a good start to his career and, and is able to have a successful uh, and long tenure in the NFL. But, you know, it's just, it, it's big for Texas tech and kind of what we're building here to have a guy go like that early, you know, just to have, him with the likes of Georgia defenders and Alabama defenders yeah. and all these sec guys that they're talking about. And for him to be up there with the likes of those guys is real important. And especially for the brand that Joey McGuire is trying to build. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Joey McGuire was there really cool for Texas tech, um, you know, for Zarnell Finch, who's your D lineman coach and, and the defensive coaches um, and, you know, Tim DeRuiter and the, the, what he's produced from being a defensive coordinator and the amount of first, you know, top 10 draft picks that's come from him. Um, So, you know, all that can do is, is uh, be positive for you and and hopefully bring more guys who want to uh, develop and become a top 10, you know, or a first round draft pick. And so it was really cool to see him up there on the stage. He looked good. His suit was awesome. He He was by far
1: the best dressed.
0: Oh yeah, by far. Sick suit. I wish he flashed the double T, but he didn't. He did a guns up though on the stage. So that was cool. And then he just picked lifted Roger Goodell up like Roger Goodell was an infant child. And Roger Goodell is a is a he's a big man. Yeah. Like all these dudes make him look small, but that's still a pretty large sized human being. Um so cool moment for him. Uh he was the only Red Raider drafted though. Uh, unfortunately, but some um, other Red Raiders that are uh, trying to find homes in the NFL are Sir Roger Thompson. He signed a UDFA with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't think Adrian Fry signed a UDFA. I think he got invited to camp with the Saints, but uh, two Red Raider teammates going to New Orleans. Muddy Waters signed a UDFA with the New York Jets and Trey Wolf signed one uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, any thoughts on those guys and what you think about their chances of making an NFL roster?
1: I could see out of that group, a guy like muddy waters making it over anybody else Mm -hmm. just because of his, like skill set of being like a cornerback that can play up on the line of scrimmage. And with how like, yeah, the jets have a really good defense and defensive coaching staff. So that's really good. Um, he can just do so many more things. Coverage, not great, but you can try to make him not do that as much as possible and make him do what he does best, you know? So, you know, good luck to Sirod and Adrian in New Orleans. Trey Wolf's our, our second uh, kicker in two years to get an invite to camp. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe make some kicks and actually makes a team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never know with the kicker. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like muddy and Sarodic have the best chances. You know how valuable running backs are in the league and, um, you know, really any running back can find success. And so I, I, you know, we've seen him over the years. He's a hard runner. He's, you know, and so that I feel like that would be a player that I would expect to maybe see get some actual NFL carries during a season. Um, And, yeah, Muddy Waters, I think his versatility on the defensive end makes him um, a valuable player that can find his way onto a roster. And so those are the kind of two guys I'm looking at um, and being able to make a career uh, despite being undrafted. And so um, that's the NFL draft. Unfortunately, not a whole lot to talk about on the Texas Tech end. Um, Always cool to have a guy go in the first round, though, and so we're definitely proud of Tyree. Um, and will be Tyree fans, um, except when he's trying to sack Patrick Mahomes maybe. I don't know. That'll be weird. That'll be weird. Um, definitely got to I mean, do a jersey we'll for swap to- after that game. Yeah, definitely will be a cool jersey swap um, for sure. Um, but once again, shout-out to Tyree Wilson, number seven overall pick. Uh, I don't have a lot of defensive guys out of Texas Tech doing that. No. Um, and so shout-out to him for that. Um, But that's all the football talk we got for you guys this week. Now let's head over to the Diamond where baseball's had quite an interesting day. Um, And so we'll discuss uh, what's going on with the Texas Tech baseball team here. All right, Dustin. Well, the last time that we spoke to everybody, Texas Tech was on their way to Manhattan for a very important series in the Big 12. Um, One that they were hoping to um, win, uh, to stay, have a chance to possibly win the Big 12. Things did not go uh, our way in that series. You won the Saturday game, but you lost the Friday and the Sunday game. uh, Had leads late in both and blew those leads. Um, And so a very frustrating series. Uh, Kent State's been playing good baseball, so it's not like you lost to a bad baseball team, but it was a, definitely a series where you had a chance to win every single one of those games. You just couldn't come up with the pitches that you needed uh, down the stretch of those games to get away with a dub, so you get the unfortunate series loss there. Uh, and then you came back home over this past weekend to face Sam Houston State. Uh, a wild Friday night game, you had to come back in that one to play. Pulled that one off uh, and a lost Saturday. Uh, and then uh, won the Sunday game to get the 2-1 series win over Sam Houston State. So haven't been able to sweep anybody. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. Just feels like you're always going to give up a game. Um, and then uh, as we're talking tonight, a baseball game is currently going on as the Red Raiders lead Abilene Christian right now. 6 to nothing, in the third inning. Uh, they finished off a game that had to get made up because it was rain delayed in Abilene and they started off the game down six to nothing. Saw that lead increase to nine to nothing for ACU before putting the, putting it on ACU in two innings, scoring 15 runs to get the 15 11 victory over ACU earlier today. So Dustin, that's a lot of baseball that's been played. Things haven't gone uh, quite the way that you wanted them to for the Red Raiders a couple brutal losses in there Uh, for a team that doesn't have a good RPI for a team that is really trying to figure out how to make the tournament right now in West Virginia on the horizon. What are your thoughts on Texas Tech baseball right now and, and kind of their chances of, of the NCAA tournament at this, at this time?
1: Yeah. Dropping that series at Kansas state sucks. Cause we talked last time that, you know, we need to, win as many as possible and maybe get a sweep or two in there and we haven't done that yet now you're sitting at nine and nine with one series left and unfortunately you have
0: two. kansas is still on the okay. schedule yeah west virginia this weekend and then kansas gotcha
1: gotcha i was already looking at west virginia and thought it was tournament time but unfortunately like west virginia is leading the conference yeah
0: so, fortunately they're the best team in surprisingly
1: the leading the conference but hey at this point you can't Talk back on them. Yeah,
0: they're playing 13 good.
1: Thirteen and five is damn good. So the good thing for you about that is you're playing that at home, which that one's on the road. Kansas is at home. I'm mixed up. Yeah. I'm, so you got me. Yeah. You got you got in my head now. Yeah, that's sorry, where. Sorry,
0: I didn't mean to confuse. Yeah, West Virginia is in Morgantown this week Yeah,
1: that's where we struggle. We're five and eight on the road this year. Not good.
0: Yeah, I mean, just look at that Abilene Christian game. (laughs) You were down six to nothing when you had to play in Abilene, and then you bring the the game over to Lubbock, and you're able to put 15 runs on them in a few innings. Yeah, Uh, crazy.
1: But like, I mean, now you've kind of run yourself out of time to like catch up. So like, you're going to end up middle of this conference, and. At this point, you, you need to still try to win both these series coming up, but then you need to win some in the Big 12 tournament, which we've never really tried to do. Yep. So, like, what's your mentality going there, and how do you approach that tournament and as a series, you know? So, you still hold a lot in your hands, but, like, you're sitting, I'm looking right now, 58th in RPI, which – Not great, but that still gets you in. I think also being middle pack of the Big 12 gets you in like this. So I think you're in, but then the problem comes back around. We Now we have to go somewhere else to play.
0: Yeah, that's the problem is like I think it all relies on what you do this weekend. If you're able to go in and win in Morgantown and get yourself a series win, two games the one that's going to be yeah. huge for your rpi that's the best team in the big 12 right now they've been playing really good baseball if you're able to go in and get two wins there i think that should solidify your spot in the NCAA tournament you're not going to be hosting you're going to be probably like last year either you know a, a, a high three seed or a low two seed um but I th- you have to win that series you obviously have to win the kansas series here getting a sweep there would be fantastic. And then you got to go do some damage in the big 12 tournament. Yeah. Um, The problem for me is just the pitching, man. The pitching has been so inconsistent all year. And then the hitting when you're not in Lubbock, like that too, has been inconsistent. Like, are you able to go on the road and and hit? Um, But it's really just the timely pitching. Do we have somebody who can go in and when you're up by one run, you know, throw some clean innings and get you out of, out of these games where they're tight and you just haven't been able to consistently do that, especially on the road. Yeah. And so that's, that's the problem is that's why this series seems so daunting is um, West Virginia has been filling up that, that stadium because they're playing good. When we go there, it's going to be a packed house and you have pitchers who can live and rise to the moments? And, and right now it just, there's not really many pitchers that I trust in that in those situations.
1: Yeah, and the other part that kind of sucks about not having a team like we've had in the last, you know, four or five years is like we have possibly the Big Twelve player of the year this year. We're not yeah. capitalizing on using Gavin Cash to like be a national seed in home playoff games.
0: Twenty-two home runs national. that kid has. <laughs> Uh, he's moved into third all time on the home run list. Uh, hit one earlier today. Um, of course, yeah, did. you don't have a lot of players like this come through, <coughs> um, and, and so yeah, it does suck that if you somehow miss the tournament, you, you know, you don't take advantage of what's been a really special season for this guy, um, and also some of your other, you know, players. Uh, you know, Hester has been on base in like twenty five straight games yeah. or something like that, and and he's a doubles machine, and Bazell's been really good for you. So you've had the offense, it's just, you know, when your pitching's giving up, you know, so many runs, it sometimes yeah. even our bats can't keep up with that. So it'll be interesting to see how these last, you know, there's two weekends left in the regular season, and then it's on to the Big 12 play. So these are the most three important weeks of the season. Uh, weekends of the season, Can he go in, get some series wins, and then play well in the Big 12 tournament give yourself a chance at, you know, seating in the NCAA tournament. So we'll be there along with you guys watching it, take uh, taking notes and, you know, hoping for the best, um, especially from the pitching staff and hoping Gavin Cash continues to hit more bombs. Um, but anything else for us Texas Tech related this week, Dustin?
1: No, I don't think so. We covered what we got there.
0: Yeah, I think we covered just about everything. Some things to note, you know, Coach Gerlich and her staff seems to be uh, hitting the recruiting trail yeah, hard. And they've had a transfers. trio, yeah, they've had a trio of transfers coming in, including a former five-star recruit, mm. uh, and then a couple UTEP transfers. So uh, I like to see Coach Gerlich doing work over there, um, you know, team. adding like, to what's already
1: good and done.
0: Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, you know, because they had a lot of young talent on that team last year too. Um, So good to see that, you know, football, you know, we'll continue to monitor whatever news is coming across there. We had a offensive lineman recruit yesterday that committed. Um, I know there's other targets, big targets out there that they're still waiting on to commit. And so anything that comes across on those fronts, we'll be here to uh, discuss it uh, and You know, drink about it, talk about it, do all that good stuff. But before we get out of here this week, Dustin, your final shot.
1: Just quick update on the great Josh Young for the Texas Rangers.
0: Mm -hmm. He's
1: your AL Rookie of the Month in April. He's been mashing and crushing it. And the Rangers are in first place in the West somehow after the first month of the season. So they've been doing great. Josh Young's been doing great. So that's just cool to see one of your guys just having great success for kind of a localish yeah. type team, Texas team.
0: Yeah, my uh, parents were out in Anaheim Ooh. over the weekend, well, LA, and they took a trip out to Anaheim to watch the Rangers uh, play the Angels. They got really good seats right there by the Rangers dugout. Got to shout oh, out yeah. to Josh. Uh, so that was cool for them. Nice. Um, did you see? Did you see the Angels joke on that Josh Heim guy? Um, that, that the Angels did yes. on their billboard. Wait, I don't know no, which <laughs> Missed one? a real cool opportunity to name his daughter Anna. <laughs>
1: oh, no, I didn't see this one.
0: It was like his uh, – when the – Josh Heim or John – I think it's Josh Heim. I'm not a Ranger fan, so, you know, y'all don't all yell at me if I got that wrong. But I do know his last name's Heim. And then the, whoever was doing the board put uh, posted something, like just had uh, the birth of his daughter, although missed uh, – Great opportunity to name her Anna.
1: <laughs> Dang. That'd have been hilarious though.
0: Yeah. The that other, now that you
1: brought that up, the other like video board player thing that happened, Hunter Renfro, I don't know what team he plays for, but the visiting Angels. team posted, or maybe his own team, but they posted like does not play for the Raiders. <laughs> this is not the Raiders wide receiver.
0: <laughs> like something like this that.
1: It's always confused me. He's been there for like two years now. So I'm like,
0: yeah, sports yeah. center, you know, he was a being, Red Sox, know, Sox for a and second. Like
1: Hunter Infro, I'm like,
0: what? yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, he, he just was a Red Sox for a, a
0: second, and like when we first signed him, I was like, wait, what? The Clemson rod receivers going yeah. baseball, <laughs> and he's good at it. Um, yeah. So my final shot: NBA playoffs uh, as they continue. Yeah, uh, the Lakers, the Lake Show, the Lakers- took a commanding three-one lead the over back? the Warriors last night. Thanks to not LeBron, not Anthony Davis, not Austin Reeves, not Rui Hachimura. Rui. But Lonnie Walker the fourth stepped up big time, had 15 points in the fourth quarter to help propel the Lakers to what was a great game, a really close game, one that I thought, like if the Lakers lost, that the Warriors would probably go on to win that series um now I feel like the Lakers are firmly in control uh it was a really cool performance watching it last night I was like what in the world am I watching Lonnie Walker hadn't really played at all um for the Lakers since they made all those trades it's a bunch of other guys um but he took the took the opportunity and made it count and he was going toe-to-toe with Steph there for a second I was like what Lonnie Walker versus Steph Curry (laughs) And he outdoled them. He outdoled them. Steph made some kind of bonehead decisions down the stretch, took some terrible shots, had a horrible turnover at the very end of the yeah. game, um, as well as Draymond Green had you know terrible turnovers at the end of that game. Uh, but happy to see the Lakers in control of that series. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy buckets is Oof. destroying the Heat, or I mean destroying the Knicks and taking the Heat to the conference yeah. finals. It seems like they're a three one lead over. The Knicks currently it looks like the Sixers are about to take a three game to two yeah. lead over the Boston Celtics and stealing one in Boston. They have a sizable lead over the Celtics as we speak. And then another great series the Nuggets and Suns are all tied up after some historic performances from Devin Booker, who's just been shooting like seventy some
1: percent. It's stupid.
0: It was ridiculous. He was 20 for 25 <laughs> in game three. And then he was like 14 for 18 in game four. That's hard to do, uh, just like
1: shooting by yourself in the gym, practicing. Yeah.
0: And you're doing it in the playoffs. And then the and then the best player on the other team is going for 53 against you. So uh, playoffs have been fun. Been There's awesome. been a lot of good moments. Yeah. It's been really fun to watch. And so, um, you know, been enjoying it, although it's keeping me up late. Uh, kept me up pretty late last night watching the end of that Laker Warrior game. And so... Hopefully tomorrow night is either a blowout so I can call it and go to bed early and rest up for game six or <laughs> um, which is kind of feels like that's where it's headed. But yeah, enjoying the playoffs. Um, anything else Dustin that you got for the tailgate this week?
1: Nah, nothing, man. A lot shorter than the last week. Caught up on everything pretty quick.
0: A lot shorter than last week's. Like we said at the beginning, not a whole lot of new news to discuss. And, you know, as we're moving forward, just kind of realize that as, little news pops up. We're probably not going to be posting an episode every single week, maybe take off next week as well. Let some more news come in and out. Um, But at this time, you know, who, who knows, maybe over the weekend, some commitments happen, assistant coach gets names and there's a lot of stuff worth talking about. We'll be back on the mic. So um, just kind of monitor that as we move on through these next months. And then once we get ready for football season, we'll become hitting you back with, you know, an episode a week uh, like we normally do. Uh, but we always want you guys to keep up with everything that we're doing here at tailgate talks. As always, you got to follow us on Apple and on Spotify and give us those five stars, five stars for the tailgate. Give our social media accounts a follow. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for hanging out with us and listening to us discussing basketball, football, and baseball. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next television. Peace.